Hello, and welcome to Family Folktales from the Nashville Public Library. I'm Susan Poulter, a librarian at the Main Library. Today's story is The Magic Kettle, a Japanese tale from Andrew Lang's Crimson Fairy Book. Right in the middle of Japan, high up among the mountains, an old man lived in his little house. He was very proud of it, and never tired of admiring the whiteness of his straw mats and the pretty papered walls, which in warm weather always slid back so that the smell of the trees and flowers might come in. One day, he was standing looking at the mountain opposite when he heard a kind of rumbling noise in the room behind him. He turned round, and in the corner he beheld a rusty old iron kettle, which could not have seen the light of day for many years. How the kettle got there the old man did not know, but he took it up and looked it over very carefully, and when he found that it was quite whole, he cleaned the dust off it and carried it into his kitchen. That was a piece of luck, he said, smiling to himself. A good kettle costs money, and it is as well to have a second one at hand in case of need. Mine is getting worn out, and the water is already beginning to come in through its bottom. Then he took the other kettle off the fire, filled the new one with water, and put it in its place. No sooner was the water in the kettle getting warm than a strange thing happened, and the man who was standing by thought he must be dreaming. First, the handle of the kettle gradually changed its shape and became a head, and the spout grew into a tail, while out of the body sprang four paws, and in a few minutes the man found himself watching not a kettle, but a tanuki. The creature jumped off the fire and bounded around the room like a kitten, running up the walls and over the ceiling, till the old man was in agony lest his pretty room should be spoilt. He cried to a neighbor for help, and between them they managed to catch the tanuki and shut him up safely in a wooden chest. Then, quite exhausted, they sat down on the mats and consulted together what they should do with this troublesome beast. At length, they decided to sell him and bade a child who was passing send them a certain tradesman called Jimu. When Jimu arrived, the old man told him that he had something which he wished to get rid of, and lifted the lid of the wooden chest, where he had shut up the tanuki. But to his surprise, no tanuki was there, nothing but the kettle he had found in the corner. It was certainly very odd, but the man remembered what had taken place on the fire and did not want to keep the kettle any more. So, after a little bargaining about the price, Jimu went away carrying the kettle with him. Now Jimu had not gone very far before he felt that the kettle was getting heavier and heavier. And by the time he reached home, he was so tired that he was thankful to put it down in the corner of his room and then forgot all about it. In the middle of the night, however, he was awakened by a loud noise in the corner where the kettle stood, and raised himself up in bed to see what it was. 
nothing was there except the kettle, which seemed quiet enough. He thought that he must have been dreaming, and fell asleep again, only to be roused a second time by the same disturbance. He jumped up and went to the corner, and by the light of the lamp that he always kept burning, he saw that the kettle had become a tanuki, which was running around after its tail. After he grew weary of that, he ran on the balcony, where he turned several somersaults, from pure gladness of heart. The tradesman was much troubled as to what to do with the animal, and it was only on towards morning that he managed to get any sleep. But when he opened his eyes again, there was no tanuki, only the old kettle he had left there the night before. As soon as he had tidied his house, Jimu set off to tell his story to a friend next door. The man listened quietly and did not appear so surprised as Jimu expected, for he recollected having heard in his youth something about a wonder-working kettle. Go and travel with it and show it off, said he, and you will become a rich man. But be careful first to ask the tanuki's leave and also to perform some magic ceremonies to prevent him from running away at the sight of people. Jimu thanked his friend for his counsel, which he followed exactly. The tanuki's consent was obtained, a booth was built, and a notice was hung up outside it, inviting the people to come and witness the most wonderful transformation that ever was seen. They came in crowds, and the kettle was passed from hand to hand, and they were allowed to examine it all over and even to look inside. Then Jimu took it back, and setting it on the platform, commanded it to become a tanuki. In an instant the handle began to change into a head and the spout into a tail, while the four paws appeared at the sides. Dance, said Jimu, and the tanuki did his steps, and moved first on one side and then on the other, till the people could not stand still any longer and began to dance too. Gracefully he led the fan dance, and glided without pause into the shadow dance and the umbrella dance, and it seemed as if he might go on dancing forever. And so very likely he would, if Jimu had not declared he had danced enough and that the booth must now be closed. Day after day the booth was so full it was hardly possible to enter it, and what the neighbor foretold had come to pass, and Jimu was a rich man. Yet he did not feel happy. He was an honest man, and he thought that he owed some of his wealth to the man from whom he had bought the kettle. So one morning... He put a hundred gold pieces into it, and hanging the kettle once more on his arm, he returned to the cellar of it. I have no right to keep it any longer, he added when he had ended his tale, so I have brought it back to you, and inside you will find a hundred gold pieces as the price of its hire. The man thanked Jimu and said that few people would have been as honest as he and the kettle brought them both luck, and everything went well with them till they died, which they did when they were very old and respected by everyone. 
That was The Magic Kettle from Andrew Lang's Crimson Fairy Book. Special thanks to Ginger Sands for our theme music. You can find more of Ginger's music at iTunes or on her website at www.gingersands.com. And if you'd like to comment on today's story, send me an email. I can be reached at susan.polter, that's P-O-U-L-T-E-R, at nashville.gov. Thanks for listening.